Hello, I'm Everett Wall, and you're listening to My Street Journal, a not-so-weekly news podcast that gives you the top stories days after they break. Coming up, the Supreme Court upheld a Texas abortion ban marking the first time an official ruling has contained use of the shrugging emoji, and later, China continues to crack down on boy bands and video games, drawing praise from the Taliban. Stay with us. Wall Street Journal is brought to you by Crypto Wallet, the only cryptocurrency e-wallet that will allow you to hold only one currency, PooCoin. Are you tired of all your other cryptocurrencies taking up space in your e-wallet when all you want to do is check on your PooCoin? Download Crypto Wallet. Disclaimer, by downloading Crypto Wallet, you agree to immediately transfer ownership of your entire crypto portfolio to Crypto Wallet except for PooCoin. The Supreme Court recently decided on Whole Woman's Health v. Austin Reeve Jackson, the case regarding Texas's proposed ban on abortion. Roe v. Wade, a case from 1973, clearly established precedent that the United States Constitution protects a woman's right to an abortion, but the majority opinion in the ruling just last Wednesday claims that it can't be applied to this particular situation. Justices Clarence Thomas, Samuel Alito, Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett sided with the majority, with Justice Thomas delivering the written opinion verbally for the record. This is not an issue of constitutionality this court finds. Instead, it is an issue about procedure. The petitioners clearly filed too early in this case, for the Supreme Court isn't allowed to rule on proposed legislation. It is only allowed to rule when such legislation has been passed and is actively hurting people. Then it'll take either months or years until proper filing is completed, by which time thousands of individuals will have been irreparably harmed. Is it a perfect system? No but it's the system our slave-owning framers made up over 200 years ago. The law already in effect now is particularly controversial because of a lack of any exception for rape or incest. Potentially, a woman in Texas could be sexually assaulted and inseminated without her consent. Then, if her rapist were made aware that she was seeking an abortion, he could report her to a whistleblower site and have her arrested. Governor Greg Abbott defended his decision to sponsor the bill to a crowd of reporters when the case was being debated in the courts. Well, what it really comes down to is drawing people with entrepreneurial mindsets to Texas. We've created an incentive where you can come to Texas and spend all day interrogating and reporting women considering abortions, and if they're convicted in court, you get $10,000 a pop. We're ruining lives and stimulating the economy. The whistleblower website was launched earlier today but is already down after internet trolls flooded the site with pornography of characters from the 2001 movie Shrek. So far, DreamWorks Studios has received $20 million worth of fines. China has taken further steps in its crackdown on what it perceives to be a mediocre quality of youth culture. In the country, there is now a state-issued boycott on the consumption of entertainment featuring, quote, sissy boys and men. The move is in direct reference to the rise in popularity of effeminate K-pop and boy bands across not only Asia, but the entire world. A representative for the Chinese government spoke on the matter earlier today. When Chinese boys turn on the television or listen to music, they aren't seeing and hearing the correct way to be masculine. 
They're being shown these sissy boys who act like girls. And the worst part about it is that these boys aren't even that hot. Sure, they're attractive in an unconventionally androgynous way, but hot? I wouldn't go that far. From now on, the only male figures young boys will see on screen will be stacked alphas with rippling muscles and chests full of hair. And, of course, the glorious figure of our supremely attractive president, Xi Jinping. This is the second time in recent weeks that China made a move restricting the consumption of entertainment within the country. Only recently, the government began to enforce a curfew for children under 18, putting a limit specifically on how many hours a week they are allowed to spend playing video games. Here's that same representative only one week ago. It's undeniable that these devices are rotting the minds of our young children. They're spending all their time in front of screens when they should be gazing at photographs of our proud leader. Besides, if they want to keep staring at a screen, they can watch our state-sponsored propaganda films. A rumor that the move to restrict the amount of time youths in the country spent playing video games started when high-ranking government officials failed to make the leaderboard in Words with Friends has not been confirmed. In a shocking development, the Taliban, the terrorist organization that now controls Afghanistan, recently spoke out in support of the move. We're considering following in China's footsteps and banning all video games. This call of duty does not give our children the proper instruction on how to shoot automatic rifles. And we are also fully in favor of the boycott of sissy boy bands that refuse to perform burkas. Coming up, climate deniers react to Hurricane Ida crippling Louisiana by blaming Joe Biden. And later, New Zealand conspiracy theorists follow in the footsteps of America's alt-right by attempting to overthrow the government. Stay with us. The Joe Rogan Experience is brought to you by Ivermectin. Hey guys, Joe Rogan here. You may have recently heard that I came down with COVID after advocating that people not wear masks. Well, don't worry about me because I'm taking ivermectin, a medicine to deworm horses. Does it get rid of COVID? No, but I think it's safer than the vaccine. I heard somebody took the vaccine, perfectly healthy beforehand, and then afterwards, his arm hurt where they jabbed him. But I haven't heard a single bad thing about ivermectin. Ivermectin, it's literally horse medicine, you idiots. Hurricane Ida recently passed through Louisiana, causing untold damage that the state could take weeks to fully recover from. Government officials have stated that Ida is officially the harshest storm to hit the area since the 1850s. A local journalist spoke to a man on the scene whose home had been affected. I had the roof of my house torn off in the storm, but if that's part of God's plan, that's part of God's plan. The view from up in heaven isn't that great, so if the Lord accidentally snags my roof when he's trying to smite the homosexuals, that's fine by me. It's like they say, to err is divine, but to forgive is human. Countless interviews with survivors have been held after the events of the disaster, but very few were able to get a first-hand account during the actual hurricane. A news crew documenting the dozens of private boats and barges that broke loose from their slips in the harbor was able to communicate with the ship's captain over the marine radio. What? Why would I need help? What's going on? Uh, there is a, there's a hurricane going on right now, and you're drifting out to sea. Oh, that. Ha! <laughs> you landlubbers. I've seen worse storms than this. Why, once I was crossing through the Bermuda Triangle, and what should my lonely eyes... The call continued for another 40 minutes, with the captain regaling the Coast Guard with tales of his heroic adventures across the seven seas. The radio finally cut out with the last words heard from the captain being, quote, it's really the perfect texture for boating. 
Even though the brunt of the hurricane may be over, Louisiana is still expected to have flash floods and other adverse effects that could take weeks to recover from. Despite the clear and salient evidence tying the uptick in natural disasters in recent memory to the harrowing effects of climate change, Louisiana is still littered with climate deniers. After the carnage, a New Orleans resident who still describes himself as a climate realist was interviewed. You look at what our Republican representatives and senators Alexander, Cassidy, Fleming, Scalise, and Vitter, you look at what they say, then you look at what the scientists say. Who are you going to believe? The patriots or the bunch of nerds? I do have to say my phone is running out of battery, so I would appreciate some food if you could find a way to send it to me. The floods have trapped me in my house. But anyways, as I was saying, this is all Biden's fault if you really think about it. The line abruptly cut before he could finish his sentence. Karen Brewer made a name for herself online by being a leading voice among COVID-19 conspiracy theorists in Australia and New Zealand. She was ordered by a court to pay nearly $1 million in damages to an Australian member of parliament for accusing the government official of being a ringleader in a pedophile cult. But this week, Brewer is in the news for a failed insurrection. Brewer planned to take over of the government for months, posting about the plot all over social media. Many alt-right figures and accounts from Australia and New Zealand showed support and agreed to storm the New Zealand Parliament in Wellington, but nobody actually came. Several other venues were also part of the plan, but many were empty, save for the police and members of the press. One of the 19 protesters to be arrested recently sent out a video to his followers after he was released temporarily on bail. I'm saddened and embarrassed to call myself a conspiracy theorist. When Karen Brewer asks you to launch an insurrection, you should ask how violent. Who would have thought that all these people who were so vocal and passionate on social media would turn out to be lazy schmoes? But the keyboard warriors were quick to launch back into their lunatic ravings even after an unequivocal failure. A user called PenisMan445 commented underneath the video, quote, Think about it. How many people were arrested in total? 19. What's the number of COVID we're on right now? 19. This can't be a coincidence, people. Brewer herself was one of those 19. She was the only protester at a district council courthouse in New Zealand. When she arrived, the police were waiting for her there. Quote, maybe it wasn't such a great idea to telegraph this insurrection as much as we did on social media, Penis Man later admitted. Brewer is still in custody, but was allowed a phone call. She didn't use it to call a lawyer, she instead called one of her followers, who recorded the conversation and posted it to Telegram, the alt-right's version of Twitter. This is all working according to plan. I think anybody who cares about the future of this country should try and get arrested for something stat. This is the opportunity for some extremely vital reconnaissance of the inside of Australia and New Zealand's prisons and police stations. Nelson Mandela was in prison for decades, and he still became president. I mean, he was a pedophile, obviously. They all are. But the point still stands. For more satire news, check out the Wall Street Journal Not-So-Daily blog on EverettWallRocks.com. I'm Everett Wall, and this was my Street Journal. Thank you for listening.